0: Hey everyone, it's Harmon. Welcome to Comedy History 101. Ooh, ooh, you are in for a treat. We have part one of a two-part episode on the history of Dolomite. Yes, there's a new Netflix movie about Dolomite starring Eddie Murphy, but we're gonna dive into the real life Dolomite, who is actually a fictional character by Rudy Ray Moore, comedian Rudy Ray Moore. Before we jump into the episode, a quick plug. Tomorrow, Tuesday, October 8th, I'll be appearing at Busboy and Poets in Washington, D.C., 6 p.m. It's part of my book release performance event. So if you are in Washington, D.C., come and check it out. Also, take some time to subscribe and comment on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you subscribe to Comedy History 101. It kind of helps us out. And without further ado
1: stupid. Everybody's not stupid. Good thing about doing comedy in Russia have captured the audience. You're stupid. Everybody's not stupid. Comedy History 101. Dolomite is my name and f***ing up motherf***ers is my game. Breathing down your neck. stand! Well, this motherfucker's got rhythm having <laughs> <Nice. Dolomite. laughs> me. Rudy Ray Moore. <laughs> <laughs> bad
0: Excellent. So uh, what you just heard there was a excerpt, not an excerpt, it was actually was the trailer. trailer from the 1975 movie Dolomite, starring Rudy Ray Moore, the comedian Rudy Ray Moore. And yes. You've tuned in to another episode of Comedy History 101. Where we school you in comedy. I am Harmon Leon. With me, as always, Scott Kalonico. Scott, what did you think of that trailer? Well,
2: Harman, my name is Scott Kalonico, and I'm coming to you from Berlin. And Berlin is where the, I'm coming to the make you live in Tillin. And the yeah, close <laughs> I couldn't get a l- oh, that was sort I- of uncomfortable. <laughs> I couldn't get a rhyme out of it, dude. But, like, but yeah.
0: Why did not you just go with this what? one? Um, what? but I'll put it to okay. my name. Harmon Leon is my name and Fucking Up motherfuckers is well, my kinda, game. He,
2: dude, that was kinda in the movie. <laughs> we have to beat that so, I don't think uh, we have dude, children. No, I'm trying, to do, so- uh, I'm trying say- to do something original, but not like come on. Come on, bro.
0: Well, what about uh, I got an all-girl army who knows what to do? They're foxy as hell and practice kung fu.
2: If Dolomite knows that you're ripping them off, well, I pi- I pity you, Harmon. Because uh, <laughs> fucking up
0: motherfuckers is his yeah, game. no, dude. He, he, Dolomite but no, he I was giving good. a homage. I was giving no, a no, homage Dolomite no, to Dolomite no, because... Explain that to Dolomite, then. Yeah, because today's episode is on the history of Dolomite and Ru- Rudy Ray Moore because... Um, Scott, what's coming out on Netflix this
2: month? Uh, Dolomite Is My Name, starring Eddie Murphy, is coming out. So uh, we're kind of doing a homage and a um, celebration of all things Dolomite.
0: Yeah, so the movie's coming out on Netflix October 25th, I believe. As they say in the industry, it It drops. drops. Uh, Eddie Murphy is... Back Eddie Murphy's been off the screen for No,
2: it's nice, but it's kinda cool. What was the
0: last movie he was in? Nutty Professor?
2: Yeah, I, I don't even remember, man.
0: No, he was he was nominated for Academy Award for Dream Girls. Yeah, movie. Dream Girls, yeah. I think that was the last movie he's been in. I guess yeah, I guess he's kinda of been he's he's been low. He's been off the radar. That's right. Uh so this has been a dream project of his a passion project. What they call it passion projects in the industry. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Totally. I agree. Yeah, so he is going to be joined by the likes of Craig Robinson, Mike Epps, uh, Keegan Michael Key, uh, Snoop Dogg, and and Wesley Snipes is awesome. in the movie yeah, too. All right. it's kind of good to see Wesley yeah, he's Snipes on screen. Paid off yeah? his
2: taxes; he's
0: all legal now. Sure. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, what was what was the vampire movies he was Blade. in? Blade. Yeah, Blade one and two. That's right. So. So what it is uh, so it's, it's it's would you call it a biopic Dolomite, my it's, name it,
2: actually yeah I th- I would think so and also from what I don't have the actual references in front of me but I believe it was written by the same two guys uh, I can't I don't remember the names off the top of my head but the same two guys who did the um, Man on the Moon who did the um, a lot of uh, biopics recently Man on the Moon is not well, good well, looks, no the O.J. The, the o- right o- on. Simpson one. the O.J. Simpson uh, the documentary remember that Juice? O.J. Simpson no, no. and Juice? <laughs> that one. That one. but, the, but they, they they came to fame <laughs> with their
0: co-starring <laughs> me
2: <laughs> if we're talking about the same people and I will I will double check this while we're on a commercial break it was the same guys who did um, the Ed Wood documentary and O.J. Simpson. You the, oh, yeah, and, that's
0: right. That's right. So the writers are Scott Alexander right, yep. and Larry Look at Kaz- that, dude. Zewski. You even
2: didn't even know. I will double-check that, but yeah. Yeah.
0: No, no, I, I, okay. I got, I got the power of the okay, internet cool. in front okay, of me. Yeah. So uh, yeah, so it's the same, um, sa- same oh, guys. They did Problem Child, the TV yeah, series. Yeah. Was there? A t- <laughs> and, oh, because no, I, because they wrote Problem Child and Problem Child <laughs> Two. So was there, was there yeah. like
2: a, a Problem Child like Netflix TV series? Was it was like a reboot of Problem. Child? <laughs> there was
0: there was twenty eight <laughs> episodes of oh Problem Child, God. the TV series. I don't know what network <laughs> so, it was on, but I, I think this is what we call a digression. Okay. No, no, dude. There's no,
2: <laughs> no, no digressions on a podcast. Never a digression on a podcast. But so, yeah, it was, so it, was the same, it was the same two guys, and they also did...
0: Yeah, not not Man on, Man on the Moon, though. They didn't do that. I'm, I think they d- was, did, Oh, no, they did do Man uh, on the Moon. You're right. right. So. Which, uh, Scott, we've, which we've we talked talk about, about on on the history of uh, Jim Carrey uh, starring a Man right. on the Moon versus... The documentary, Jim and Andy, yeah. which I think we, we had mixed yeah, we feelings we about, didn't, we which didn't you can care check out on, on the but back like, catalog we, of like Comedy uh, History like
2: and Also, But the interesting thing is they kind of first came to, like, after Problem Child, maybe, I guess, but they first came to life when they, when they did the Ed Wood documentary, which kind of has a lot of parallels to the whole dolomite thing.
0: Oh, it was a documentary. It was biopic. biopic. Sorry, but, sorry. But, uh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, so no. yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. That's right. You know, uh, Ed Wood, directed by Tim Burton. That was, like, so okay. That was great. Wasn't no, I thought, I
2: thought it was good, man. I, thought, I, th- I well, think these, good. Guys are, okay. I mean, these, these guys are good. They do. It's always weird doing, like, reality and then doing it into a uh, fiction mm-hmm. thing. And these guys, I think they, they, as, as they do as good a job of, as you can. You know. So they did the, the O. J. Simpson one where they did the redid the, the trial that one that was on the series on the Netflix too as well.
0: Oh yeah. did they? Okay, yeah, that was pretty yeah, that good. Was pretty that good. was just fun and yeah, entertaining.
2: It was one with uh, with John Travolta playing uh Kardashian and uh, so they the we, we, we enjoy their work we enjoy their work and um so we're looking forward I'm I'm really looking forward to this this Dolome documentary. Uh, Docu-series docu- That's docu- right Docu-movie Biopic. Biopic Yeah
0: So what do you What do you know about uh, The man behind Dolomite Who is a comedian Tap dancer <laughs> And singer Rudy Ray Moore. Well,
2: Harmon, I'll tell you, I know a lot of them because I listened to one of our podcasts where we talked about party oh. records about Rudy Ray ah. Moore. But the interesting thing about Rudy Moore that I didn't know was that he... And, and for our listeners, what, what
0: is a party it's record? Just,
2: well, it was as the name implies, it would be a, a record that you put on your party while you're all hanging out, you know, maybe smoking a little bit of the reefer, the ganja, you mm. know, and then like maybe having yeah. a, a, a Schlitz... Uh, Schlitz-Miller- light or something like that, you know, with a pull-off tab.
0: Oh, okay, so so Scott, what you're saying, it's just a normal album that you go into a record store and there it is, no. like, oh, displayed Harvard, no. right in the no. front oh, window. Oh, oh. I think I'll have, <laughs> sir, I'll have no, that album no. that's displayed oh, oh, in the front Harvard. window. <laughs> I,
2: I forgive. beg my forgiveness. No, yeah.
0: no, you can't
2: do this because these albums were so good. So what would you want to do if you
0: wanted to get the 1970 classic Eat Out More Often by uh, Rudy Ray Moore? What would you have to do? <laughs> Wait,
2: actually, (laughs) Actually, before before I... Could you tell the listeners what would be on the cover of this album, Harmon?
0: So, classic (laughs) uh, party record album usually has uh, naked to semi-naked women involved in it. Um, So, again, this is the album that started it all for Dolomite, for uh, Rudy Ray Moore. We'll take... Further into his discology But the the cover which says (laughs) Rated XX for strictly mature audiences Is that mature? Because there's a lot of the the motherfucker words (laughs) in it Is that what mature audiences want? Or is that slightly immature (laughs) audiences?
1: Some folks say that Willie Green. Was the baddest motherfucker the world ever seen? <laughs> but I went to the light show joint, take a real good shit, and screw your yeah. wig on tight. And let me tell you about the little bad motherfucker called Dolomites.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna have you to put this one on as expli- much as want. explicit content. Yeah, I just have to tick right. the box it's on it's it's iTunes it's that it's, it's explicit fun. content. Um, Rudy Rudy Ray Moore is, I believe, he is nude. <laughs> And there is a woman there who I believe is also nude, and the rated XXX is going across her lady okay, bits. All right.
2: so, well, as long as they're covered up,
0: yeah. So that's that's
2: the idea of a Rudy Waymore. And you would have to go in; you'd actually have to go into the record store and request them because they, they 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 couldn't keep them out in the record. They'd have, they'd have to they keep them behind the counter in a brown paper bag.
0: Yeah, like you were doing like a drug yes. deal. So. The, the big party record uh, label was laugh records which we talked about on our history of party records but this Rudy Rudy Raymore uh, he actually recorded on uh, most of his albums were on uh, imperial records just in case anyone out there is is wondering which uh what was red fox on before there was laugh records there's that other label that red fox recorded on do nah, you remember off the top of my head no like like uh the laugh of the party I think was uh-huh. one of them yeah Oh, Do two, Do oh, two yeah. Records. Yeah, so Do two Records was the other big... But uh, yeah, Rudy Ray Moore actually recorded on uh, Imperial Records. And throughout his career, he put out an impressive 31 albums.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I think the interesting thing is... And I think this is for all the kids on the YouTubes and whatever out there. It's just like he was the, the original... Uh, or actually, the, the punk rockers. Because the punk rockers, they call it... Um, DIY, mm-hmm. do it yourself. So he was like one of the first guys who was just like, all right, you know, I know I do something good, but the record companies say they can't sell anything, but I'm just going to do it. So he actually, actually Rudy Ray Moore kind of start kind of, um, before that, let's just go talk a little bit about his childhood is that he was born in Fort Smith, Arkansas, you know, back in the deep South. And then 1927, 7, March 17th, uh, happy birthday Rudy Ray. And then um, eventually he moved to uh, Cleveland and points elsewhere to kind of expand his uh, his career. And then at one point he wound up uh, joining the army, where he was posted to Germany, which is where. Hold on, on. back (laughs) up a bit. Hold on, we're not at the army yet.
0: Okay. (laughs) Interesting tidbit. Uh, At age seventeen, he moved to Milwaukee and he got a job as a dancer in a nightclub. And and again, this is because this feeds okay, into, yep. you know, Dolomite was a character yep. of uh, Ray Rudy Moore. And, Rudy, Ray, Rudy Ray Moore. Uh, yeah, thank you. I knew I, <laughs> I screwed that up while the words were coming out of my mouth. Um, so he he was a dancer at age 17. He moved to Milwaukee and his character was called Prince Dumont. Oh,
2: nice. Okay. Yeah. So after he did that, he decided he wanted to go even further. So he joined the army. Where back in the day, where they, they basically sent everybody to Germany, he was stationed here in Germany, where he was nicknamed. He would go on. He was actually stationed with a um, an entertainment unit. That was like you know they you had special units that would just go entertain all the troops at the different bases. And his
0: really, that's kind of a good I know. gig if so you had well, drafted. There was a lot of people who were doing <laughs> that. There's a lot of people who were. Like who? Who else? Because I think that maybe that's like an episode in yeah, itself. Yeah, it is.
2: That's a whole dude. That's a whole other podcast. But yeah, I can't recall mm. any off the top of my. But you, but you know, they had they had certain like um, uh, like like band people who were playing in bands and stuff. That were, they were always like you know in the the, the
0: Was was Elvis in the? Uh, no, he wasn't. No no, court? no, no, no. That
2: was. Ooh. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Did whoa. Elvis actually shoot whoa, anyone? Dude, no, no,
0: no, no. <laughs> Wait! Wait! No, wait! Wait!
2: Wait! Oh, now we're getting to whole conspiracy <laughs> right. land. This is a whole another podcast.
0: Oh, did did, did Elvis assassinate no, Hitler? Dude,
2: that was It's a whole, this is a whole <laughs> another podcast, dude. <laughs> no. just just give me a teaser. teaser the teaser <laughs> is teaser is is that Elvis was getting too popular, so he got drafted by the army to like kind of like take him down a notch, which kind of. Probably he so, but did. I thought he, he joined up himself. Uh, no, he didn't. He didn't join up himself. He got drafted. And then there's that whole weird mm. thing about him and, and Colonel Parker. Colonel Parker, the illegal immigrant. Ooh, ooh, Trump. ooh. oh, Trump. Where oh, was, where was Colonel Parker no, he, from? Because
0: Colonel Parker also managed – who did he also manage? Somebody like uh, – um, not like Buddy I don't Hall, know, yeah. He, someone of that vagu- no. Yeah, he's mentioned on the country yeah, documentary dude, he, by dude, Ken
2: Burns. He was, he was Dutch. He was, and then the whole thing is, was that, and he wasn't a colonel. He wasn't a colonel, and the whole thing was he might have had like just kind of, like just kind of come to the states illegally, and that's why he had Mm -hmm. no passport or anything. So he's all he was all afraid to leave the states.
0: Oh, he's he's like Melania (laughs) Trump. Hey,
2: hey, hey! Hey, hey, hey. hey. Don't talk about Barron. Don't mention Barron.
0: You're talking about our our soon to be impeached president's wife trophy no, bar. if you want to talk if you yeah. want to hear
2: about more about the president though you can listen to our other podcast this is the president we'll be talking about all things presidential with me and Harmon
0: yeah but something funny that actually he created sort of like a comedy trope was in when he was in the entertainment core uh, Rudy Ray Moore um, he was nicknamed the Harlem yeah. hillbilly because he would he would sing country songs in an R&B style well, so in modern standup, we've we've seen that quite a yeah. bit, you know. Kind of, you take uh, a popular song and then you do it in in a different genre. I mean, I've seen that. Throughout well, the that was kind of interesting done. enough. And this is this is probably in. I, I think he put out his first album in 1959, so yeah, this must have like, been you know, like either late like late the 50s. 40s yeah, or no, like late 50s or late yeah, early 50s. Yeah, like so around like there. An, so. On a personal thing,
2: I used to I I did one show where I opened up for. Uh, Hard and firm with comedian Chris Hardwick, and they got they got their big start. Like their big first big thing was they did a bunch of uh, Radiohead songs in um, Hillbilly. And back and in stuff. the room,
0: so uh, so so that was it after the army. Rudy Ray Moore just retired from show business. No, So he started just releasing.
2: He released albums on the Imperial label.
0: Hold on, hold oh, on. Dude, <laughs> <funny>? <laughs> hold I'm trying on. to push the story so forward. Was, in the evening. Okay. I know you're smashed, dude. Know what you're doing? You're smash cutting to mid career okay, right. radio, you're, radio, you're, you're radio, radio We still we we still got some a few more steps but to no, get this to. Is like, before like
2: the hipster thing, where I would do that, and then all of a sudden they'd freeze mm-hmm. frame. They'd go, "Hold on, wait, but there's a whole story behind that." Right? Okay, go ahead.
0: Bye. Yeah, or should we do the cruise ship yeah. thing where? <laughs> We we talk about Rudy Ray Moore in the army, and then we just show a bunch of stills or video footage without any explanation until he's on Nobody the screen. Else,
2: nobody's gonna get that. <laughs> just just do
0: it. It's all right. It's a, I know, it's I know. Right. But sometimes it gets. Sometimes in, in, even in my. You know, in my live comedy shows, sometimes the biggest joy is like a reference. You know, <laughs> only two people will get that each that show, and they but and they laugh and they're appreciative yeah. of it. So I I, I could I'll keep right. that in. <laughs> so after the army, uh, Rudy Ray Moore he moved to uh, uh, Los Angeles in 1959, and he began to put out a series of albums. His his first album was called "Below the Belt," which came out 1959. That was followed by the 1962
1: album, The Beatnik scene. Did you find any <laughs> clips from that? I did not, know. I'd like to tell you one about the Beatnik. You know, he went to nightclub the other day, and he got ready to go in the nightclub, and he looked at the policeman standing on the outside, and the Beatnik looked at him and said, look here, flatfoot, like this, baby. Could you tell me what time it is? <laughs> Policeman took out his billet club and struck him across the head one time. Said the clock just struck one o'clock. <laughs> the beatnik said, "Well, just look here, Daddy. Said I'm awful glad I didn't get through here long about twelve o'clock, you know." <laughs>
0: so uh, another one he put out was the 1964 uh, funny. I like this like the titles. A comedian is. Born. I know, dude.
2: He's 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 selling it.
0: Yeah. So his style was influenced back in the early days by, of course. Uh, you know the comedian who started the party record genre, Red Fox, and also Richard Pryor, and so he's influenced by Richard Pryor, but it's not like the Richard Pryor that we know it. If he's if if it's the sixties, because Richard Pryor reinvented himself with with the album what what's got uh craps, yeah. which was uh, put out by Laugh wow. Records, I believe that was like nineteen seventy mm-hmm. or so. So it must have been early Richard Pryor, but. But besides the comedians, he was also influenced by the tradition of the Dozens. What do you know about the Dozens? Well, you know,
2: Harmon, that's interesting enough. Because, you know, I'm not going to say it, but I am going to say it. As I had to stop and open up the Wikipedia page about the Dozens. And it says, mm-hmm. the Dozens is a game of a spoken word between two contestants, common in black communities in the United States, where participants insult each other until one gives up. And that's what it says yes. in Wikipedia.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I guess the easiest example of that is kind of like a Yo Mama yeah, joke. Def- off. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that that's that's called like the Yo. And again, I think that's another episode that we should do definitely. on the dozens because yep. that's uh, the whole. Some of them are pretty episode. funny. Yeah, do- yeah who's – whose? Oh, Flavor Fave Flav Flav was yeah. into the yeah. dozens. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a video of him and Dr. Right, Dre yeah, that, yeah. doing the yeah. dozens. Um, your mother lips so big a favorite word is. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yo, man, I heard your mom's got a foam on her back. She's still inactive. Like, I heard your mother had a record stuck in her butt.
0: Yeah, so again, I think uh, your mama jokes were a subset of the dozens. Well, no, I think that. Well, I think
2: that's, uh, to me, I mean, we could talk about it. That'll be in the other podcast. But I think your mama jokes and the dozens are kind of the same.
0: Yeah, no, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Is uh, the, your mama jokes would be considered the dozens part of the dozens? Are they, they are, the yeah. But okay. you put the opposite is the dozens wouldn't be considered your. mama But then you, you, I guess you point. could do you, you could do your daddy
2: <laughs> jokes, and I guess that would be part of the dozens, but they're not your. Yeah,
0: right, that could be part not. of the dozens, right. sure. Fair it was just sort right. of an insult off, no, no, and and again though, how this ties in, it also it. The style which, you know, uh, Rudy Ray Moore developed was, you know, that no, comes from the, dr- the tradition of the dozens. But also, you know, because he started as um, a dancer and a singer in clubs that sort of influenced his style, um, you know, that you would hear later in his uh, Dolomite records, which are all kind of all backed by musicians, Mm -hmm. which is, like, kind of very cool. And we'll we'll dive into that. So I guess he was, like, kind of a struggling comedian up until, like, the 1970s because, you know, at the time where he developed the Dolomite character, he was working a day job at a record store. But it was a very famous record store. It's called Dolphins of Hollywood, which was located in uh, Watts. And I know they're famous because they have their own Wikipedia page. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I think it was like a famous R and B type uh, record store. So he was working there, and there was a local guy, um, as they say, a uh, wino yeah. uh, named Rico. <laughs> Probably, he lived on he lived um, on
2: Skid Row.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's bad. It's bad to this <laughs> day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So not, he not, we, no, the, not, the, not the local part. guy.
2: No, there's yeah, no like not, like no, hipster no. bagel shops there.
0: Well, beyond, around the corner, though, is is like three blocks of Brooklyn in downtown L.A. where they have like a lot of tech companies. Well, that's the so. weird part
2: because is, is Watts is the worst part of L.A., but that's like right where like U.S. That's yeah, U.S.C. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. So anyways, uh, Rico would do go on about these rhyming toasts of an urban hero named Dolomite. And Ray, is it Rudy Raymore? Rudy Raymore. Man, Rudy Raymore. <laughs> Yeah, Rudy Ray Moore would, would would you know they would encourage him and so um I guess he just stole his act I, kind Did of <laughs> you know but but the weird <laughs> No he 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 adapted some of the stories and was influenced by the stories that this uh you know uh uh homeless guy Rico would ta- would say in the parking I'm- lot and he put it into his head. I know, but
2: it's, it's such a weird, because like, the Dolomites are a uh, mountain range in northwestern Italy. It's just like, wow. And, and I've been there. I've it's been mountain right. biking there. And yeah. I've been there. I've, yeah, I've, been, yeah, to, it's, it's I've awesome. been to Boltano. Yeah, I've been there. It's just like, but why yeah. would you? <laughs> but no, but uh,
0: in, in, in Italy, you call them the Dolomites. Dolomites. Yeah, hey, hey. yeah. Hey! Yeah, ra- yeah. So is that maybe when maybe when they do the spaghetti yeah. western version of uh, the blaxploitation movie Dolomite? They call it the Donnie. Okay. Hey, don't
2: be racist. Don't uh, be racist. So, uh,
0: my name is hey. Donnie <laughs> Hey, and fucking up the hey. motherfuckers—that's <laughs> my <me> game. Hey. <laughs> So, anyway, so he, he adapted into his stage act, and uh, Scott, you were going on about the punk rock uh-huh. ethic of DYI, yeah. Do It Yourself. Yes. Um, so, he gathered $300, and this was very, like, party record-esque, and he decided to record the album Eat Out More yes. Often, uh, yes. which we talked about earlier, and he recorded it in his house with uh, Friends in Attendance. And he recorded it for three hundred dollars. Is that the end of the story? No, it's not actually. Did, he, did, did, did the record he, do actually, well? he actually paid.
2: Uh, <laughs> he had a friend who was a sound engineer, so he, that's that was what the three hundred dollars was for—to like make it sound not too shitty. But that's not the end of the story.
1: While well, the day he was dropped from his mammy's ass, Ooh, hey, <laughs> he slapped his papa's face and said, "From now on, cocksucker, I'm running this place." <laughs> Phase one. He was drinking whiskey and gin. At the age of two, he was eating the bottles that came in. (laughs) Now, Dolomite had an uncle called Sudden Death. Killed a dozen bad men from the smell of his breath. (laughs) (laughs) When his uncle heard how Dolomite was treating his own moin' paw, he said, let me go and check this little bad rascal before he go too far. Yeah, yeah, it's on the right
0: because it's again, it, it, it was, you know, on that style of, uh, you know, backing musicians, backing him up on, uh, you know, kind of his stories of, uh, of the, the tales of Dolomite. Yeah.
2: I mean, like what's 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 wrong with Dolomite, dude? You gotta tell you gotta tell the story.
0: Yeah, so the album kind of ended up doing well. It reached the top 25 on the Billboard 200, made for $300, know, which that's
2: not too shabby. And it turns out that the next no- the album that he did after that did just as well, mm-hmm. and it turns out Called. um what well, I don't have that right here in front of me. What do you have? What do you have over there? The, is it it's called okay, This Pussy okay, Belongs right. to Me. Wait, I hold just, on. i, I got to get an
0: image I of did, this uh, did, album cover. I didn't want
2: to believe it. <laughs> didn't want to quite say that, but that is the, uh, the, called This Pussy Belongs to Me. And he was actually the first comedian that ah. had two albums in the top 50 ever.
0: Yeah, oh really? Yeah, wow! Yeah, that was in one of those. Uh, so before, like yeah. Bill Cosby, yeah. you, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but Bill Cosby was selling uh, big records, was, you know. Before it, it we was, found dude, out this, all his backstory, this is what
2: I heard. This is what I heard. They said he was the first, the first comedian that had two albums in the top fifty, whatever sales charts or something. Yeah. Oh wow,
0: that's pretty yeah. impressive. So the album cover of this pussy belongs to me. It's uh, again it did um, much like the yeah. Edelmore. Album. Um, how, how many how, is it a singular entendre joke on the album cover or double entendre? What, what's your guess?
2: What? No, he's just it's a singular pussy. So, the, the,
0: Oh, no, it's no, double right. entendre because right, it's Rudy maybe, and a bunch of naked oh. women and they're sitting on top of a but tiger. He, oh, <laughs> dear. Okay.
2: All right. Yeah. Mm, interesting. Okay. I'll have to think about that, dude. That's like a big question. No, it's a double entendre joke on, I can't, on, on the cover. He's gonna like answer one. it on one yeah, podcast. Yeah. It'll take two or three, man.
0: Yeah, so that was followed up by um, we talk about his influence was the dozens. He put out an album called "The Dirty Dozens."
1: Over here at Rudy Ray Moore's house, where we gonna drag you in the alley, put some garbage on top of you, and make you real squash it. old all, Rudy Ray Moore. Yeah, here come these two low-lighted motherfuckers at my house party. And this one over here, this boy over here, I know he been talking about my wife. I know it, they done eat up all my food, drank up all my drinks, smoked up all my shit, and now they want to talk about my beautiful, lovely wife. On a yeah, I talked about that, bitch. She smoked up, me all of this shit, and I smoked it up. I like a dog, and the was so funky, it got the to it, bitch.
0: We're, uh, along with jazz and R&B musicians playing in the background, uh, you know, I guess this is like the whole premise of uh, most of his albums. Uh, so we have jazz and R&B musicians playing in the background while uh, Moore would recite raunchy, sexually explicit rhymes that often had to do with pimps prostitutes players and hustlers That's right. That's kind of like our semi not so modern era Andrew Dice <laughs> Clay, <I guess. laughs>
2: our, our current our current president yes
0: yeah so uh because of this because of he he was backed by jazz and r&b musicians while he was doing the sexually sexually explicit uh rhymes uh that has made some people say that he he is the godfather of rap
2: and i would i would not disagree
0: yeah but that's also what they said about Pigmeat oh, Markham, who we we've,
2: we've talked about
0: on our last episode oh. on here the history of Here Comes the Judge, Ooh, oh where they said that so was should, that should was the first sort of wrap I disagree up of with them. myself.
2: No, no I agree with myself. Yeah, yeah go no, ahead. I, no, I know. I yeah. agree with both myself, my my past self and my current self. We were, we're in agreement. oh um, yeah,
0: well, I think it was just sort of maybe it was like a genre, you know. That wasn't mainstream to put, you know, music well, I and mean, I uh, th- sort of rhymes and talking. I mean, what was Gil Scott Heron's Rev- Revolution Won't yeah, Be Televised? I mean, I mean, I think that's early 70s. Yeah. But that was considered also one of the first sort of rapish albums. And, that was,
2: and that's the Man on the Moon guy too, right? The, no, we're not putting a man. Yeah. yeah, Whitey on yeah. the Moon. Yeah, it's a fucking well, great mean, album. Th- yeah. But the Revolution won't be I th- televised. Well, I, I th- love th- that song. I think that's the same thing here. It's, it's what we talked about. It's just like, because like... Because Rudy Ray Moore was all like, everything he did was all self funded. So there's no, you have no, um, there's no barriers, you know? There was no gatekeeper telling him, oh, you, no, you can't do this or mm-hmm. not, you can't put that on an album. He's, he just did it. And he did the same thing at, at the films, as we'll come to talk about.
0: Yeah, exactly. So once again, uh, after the success of all these albums, um, he decided. Uh, to make a movie which is this is sort of leading into part oh I forgot to mention this is part part one of part a two-part episode so this kind of leads us into part two uh which we'll, we'll carry on uh uh next week but here's here's like the teaser so uh success of his coming out was in 1975 he decided to finance a dolomite movie with his own yeah, money, his
2: own money. That's the whole thing. He took it from all, all his albums. His albums were doing really well at that time. That was he was making.
0: Well, like you said, he had yeah. two albums on the chart at at one yeah. time. And, you know, and his character, which I forgot to sort of describe, the character of Dolomite. Uh, here's sort of in in the words of I think some his site or the Wikipedia page. Uh, his character was the ultimate ghetto hero, a bad dude, profane skilled at Kung Fu, dressed to kill, and hell-bent on protecting the community from evil menaces. He was a pimp with a Kung Fu fighting clique of prostitutes (laughs) who he was known for his sexual prowess. Which is against uh, uh, Rudy Ray Moore's, in real life, he was kind of a, a short, punchy
2: guy. <laughs> hey, watch.
0: Which makes it funny, watch though, because uh, uh, and again, we're, we'll we'll jump into that uh, in X episode because there's a lot of kung fu. Yeah. In, a lot uh, of kung fu in, in the Dolomite yeah. movies. So here's just a teaser for for the uh, uh, next episode, part two. Is he? Uh, the movie was made for a hundred thousand uh, dollars. My name. What was it called? Oh, it was just called Dolomite. And my name is Dolomite. It's the Eddie Murphy biopic. Uh, And at the box office, Scott, know how much it made? Uh,
2: I think it made like 10 million or something, 13 million.
0: Oh, boy. Oh, okay. Uh, Wrong and wrong, 12 12 million. million. Dude, uh, dude, come on.
2: (laughs) Right on either side. Come on, brother. Give me a break.
0: Yeah. So again, that uh, and this is in nineteen seventy.
2: Oh, so. let me let me run this let me run this through to the comedy history one hundred and one computer. We can we can figure this out.
0: <clears throat> oh, so again, he was playing also, uh, which we'll talk about next time. Playing off of uh, the the success of black exploitation movies of the era, which you know start off with the movie like Superfly. Right. And I was reading this that, uh, what was, so Enter the Dragon was really big at the time? Yeah, that was the thing.
2: So it was Enter the Dragon, and then Jim Kelly had a small role, uh, an African-American guy had a small role in Enter the Dragon. And then they decided, oh,
0: did not they make Kung Fu Jones or something like that? The Black Belt <laughs> version,
2: like the black audiences obviously loved having this guy, this black guy in there, and so they spun him off into Black Belt Jones, and then that happened. Then- yeah, Black Belt Jones, <laughs> yeah. I think. Yeah. So,
0: <laughs> like, first of all, great, great name oh, yeah, for of a course. movie. You, can
2: get, you can't get you can't wrong with that. Dude. Um, so I have an update, Harmon, for you. Um, yes. Oh no no I, not yet. Hold on, wait. I, I don't yet
0: we have po- i can cough again and we have the power okay, of yeah, okay, here we go
2: <coughs> okay, here oh, we excuse go. me um okay oh wow oh jesus christ okay you ready for this What? okay so we were talking yeah. about the amount that dolomite made we, d- we we decided on the amount of 12 million dollars in 1975 in uh 2018 dollars that would be 55 million dollars <laughs> Yeah, for just a small independent
0: <laughs> yeah. movie, um, and again, just made just on a oh, shoestring budget. Yeah. In the next episode, we'll get into the nuts and bolts of uh, production of Dolomite because they they had they kind of had to cut a lot of corners yeah, they did. They <laughs> on did, the indeed. production. It, yeah, so and there's just like a lot of really good stories. About that, and we'll also get into the Netflix movie, They Call Me Dolomite, uh, and we'll talk about that. Uh, I think we'll get a screener copy of that so we can describe firsthand yes. and, you know, compare it with that. So I guess that ends, not I guess, I know that ends part one of the history of Dolomite. Scott, any any takeaways from part one of the history of of the early days of Rudy Ray Moore? Well,
2: Harmon, let me tell you my takeaway. The takeaway that I have is a takeaway I give. The number one I say is that rat soup eating honky motherfuckers are my game, and fucking up motherfuckers is my name. My name is Scott Kalanko. Back to you, Harmon. Yo, biatch.
0: Ooh, that that voice you put out made me slightly <laughs> Why?
2: uncomfortable. Why? That was my heart. All right. Yeah. Oh, if you can feel it's good. Fine, about dude.
0: It. It's fine. It's my It's my, my <laughs> fine. Yeah, so, anyways, with that, I think it's time to plug away. Scott, what do you have? To oh, plug? my God. Can you announce it? Thank you so much. What? What? I think we can announce what's dropping November. Yes, I can. We, we can announce it now.
2: Uh, thank you so much, Harmon. And um, you know, if you didn't enjoy my Dolomite voice, come back. I'll do a different Dolomite voice. But as oh, that
0: yeah, that was that Dolomite's voice? No, no oh, that okay.
2: was my that was oh, my oh. rap. Um, uh, anyway, right. as Harmon <laughs> said, so we do have a uh, very big festival. We're very excited to announce. So we'll be uh, premiering our short that Harmon uh, produced, that I wrote and directed, called "Everything You Want to Know About Sudden Birth, But We're Afraid to Ask" at the Doc NYC. Film festival in uh, New York in uh, November, so it's very exciting. Harmon will be there. Harmon will be introducing the film. So if you're in New York,
0: yeah, I'll be I'll be doing. I'm going to do the Q and A this time. Harmon will be there. The other the other
2: very cool thing is that
0: we'll be showing at
2: the uh, AFI uh, Los Angeles Film Festival, and we're showing the Chinese
0: Theater Harmon.
2: That's kind of cool.
0: Holy shit, dude! That's a big deal. I'll pass the word on to our friends uh, Rodney and my friend John.
2: And then also... Other yeah. big one is a uh, Hot Springs Documentary uh, Film Festival and um, Hot Springs. So we got we got three more chances for an Oscar nomination, Darman. So that's all we're doing. And then the uh,
0: what about what about uh, what about the Hot Tub Festival? Oh I don't know about that one. Were you playing no,
2: there? No, just Hot Springs, dude. Oh, I'd go but to hot that springs one for pretty sure. Pretty cool because they have actually they run the springs in the hot tubs. so it's kind of like it kind of touches on what you said. W- where's that uh, once again? Arkansas, Arkansas. You haven't been to Arkansas. Oh. It's nice. no.
0: I was going to say something no, that would that, us no. to all our Arkansonian no, no, listeners. <laughs> hot Springs is
2: like the Asheville of Arkansas. It's like, it's like the hipster. Hot Springs is like the Austin of Arkansas. It's like the hipster town. All right. So yeah. it's good. Go uh, ahead, and go the ahead. other thing is, this also, uh, as always, Harmer and I have another f- uh, another podcast called This is the President, where you can hear all things uh, presidential found audio, we're doing lots of stuff with Trump right now, if you'd like to hear uh, some, uh, some, mm. some samples of President Trump. But also, the biggest thing that's really cool that we're happy about was that we have our uh, YouTube channel back up. Just look it for This is the President on YouTube. You can find it. You can hear all of our presidential. Ventricle- all of our presidential phone calls that we do every episode up there on the YouTubes
0: here, here, yes. here, here. And for me, I'll be performing in Washington, DC this Tuesday, October, October 8th at 6 PM at bus boy and poets. Ooh. It'll be part of my book release ah. tour. For my book, Tribe, Tribe Spotting, Spotting, Undercover Culture yes. Stories. So if you're in Washington, D.C., and you want to hear me do the stories from the books, I'll be doing a big multimedia presentation where, uh, if, from for my Edinburgh Festival If somebody shows. wanted to buy the book, where could they get that? Harvest? They could get it at the event or on oh, Amazon. Okay. And so that does it with part one. We'll be back next week with part two of the history of Dolomite. Thanks a lot for tuning in, and bye-bye. You're stupid. Everybody's
1: so stupid. Good thing about doing comedy in Russia you have captured audience. You're stupid. Everybody's so stupid.
0: Comedy History 101. Yes, ma'am, I read
1: you loud and clear. Yes, ma'am, this is... Yes, ma'am, this is...
2: This is the president. Hey, everyone. Scott here. You just finished our Comedy History 101 podcast. So you like comedy and history. Then you should try out our other podcast, This is the President. In every episode, I dig up some found audio from one of our presidents and play it for Harmon who's never heard it before. Then we talk about it. From Truman to Trump, we cover all your favorite presidents and not-so-favorite ones. You can also hear Harmon sounding off about current events and the state of America today. And, if you're lucky, you might be able to catch us reading customer reviews of Trump products on Amazon. You can subscribe to This is the President on iTunes, Google Play, Last.fm, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Just search for This is the President, subscribe, and together we'll make America great again.